Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club, where you are a member for listening even just to this part. Uh, Sometimes we are talking to musicians. Sometimes we're talking to emos. (laughs) Sometimes we talk to our friends who are musicians and emos again yeah bringing it back and this episode is with our friend carlo who we brought back onto the pod let's go we have very few return guests but uh we liked carlo we like carlo a lot so we're glad that he came to hang out with us again yeah we enjoy having our friends back on the pod and even our other friend of the pod nina who uh works with carlo was like she called me and she said do you guys do return guests i'm like i mean not all the time but yeah we do (laughs) (laughs) uh because carlo wanted to talk with us again which was very nice and sweet and we have definitely a really great combo that you are going to listen to you're gonna listen to it you're gonna listen Uh, to it whether you like it or not yeah (laughs) it's good to catch up and like uh he uh in this in this episode you're about to hear whether you like it or not (laughs) uh (laughs) you're gonna like it you're gonna fucking like it he uh, he talks a lot about what's happened over the past year with him. His new single is coming out, and uh, or it's out now because this is from a week or a little two delayed. Ago. Yeah, it is very good. It is modern pop punk energy mixed with a little bit of like that emo rap type vibe too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fun talk. He's a really nice dude, and we're glad we got him back on. Uh, so you know, just. Just stay where you are. Stay listening. Stay audible. Keep listening. Don't stop. Don't turn your ears off. It's all happening. But before we tell your ears to open again with the sound of the podcast, you should tell your fingers to go to your uh, with your eyes to your phone and tell them to go to the podcast app that you're listening to. Uh, or you you also have perhaps an Apple and a Spotify and you rate this podcast five stars. Yeah. And if you are on the Apple podcast, you also write a little note ooh, rating you it. Give it that. Oh, like, ooh. Yeah. Drop them little fingers on that screen. Little Type fingies. them little letters. Yeah. Five stars. Beautiful words. Nice things to say about us and Carlo and uh, all of it. The whole thing. All put together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh getting weird but i like it it's okay when you're done over there maybe you go to our social medias maybe you go and you check out our uh twitter x emo social club x you can also find us on tiktok at the same thing and you can find us on instagram at emo social club uh you can find you can us on facebook if you want yeah we're it's there. there but you're not gonna get that much chaos and substance as you do on literally the any other accounts no, you can follow us for our uh, Facebook events. Uh, we have uh, a one coming up on the 15th of this month at Rebel and Rye. We'll be Woo. there hanging out, jamming some Warp Tour goodness. 
Uh, so if you go to our page, I believe you can find it there or Rebel and Rise Facebook page. I don't know. It's it's Facebook events are like the one reason to have it. But man, is it like not a good website anymore? Like they just stopped updating the website when they were like, oh, we like we're a problematic website. We're a problem. Somebody who works with Facebook and listen to this one episode and be like, Mm-mm, immediately shutting down our Facebook page. After, uh, okay, fine, go for it. Then I won't <laughs> buy ads from you anymore. Keep my $40. Uh, I, I, cause I had a couple interviews with Meta, Facebook. Can't believe that. Uh, and I was, you know, I was enticed by the sum of money that they were offering. Uh, I was like, well, now, you know, that like that one meme of the girl who's just like, ooh, mm, mm. Mm, well, it was kind of like that. Like I was going through the motions. The kombucha of like, girl. Uh, mm, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. The fact that kombucha uh, girl has like hundreds of thousands of followers and is like besties now with like Harry Styles as well to me just from that meme. Because she's a funny, she's a funny person. Why can't that be us? That could be us if you follow us all on our social medias. Could be. And rate us well. Rate us well. Uh, you can also just. I don't know. Go to our YouTube. <laughs> Watch our YouTube videos. Um, buy our merch. Emosocialclub.com slash store. Yeah. That's chill too. Emostoreclub.club store. Oh, no. That's. It exists now. I, pr- I promise oh, you that by the time no. this is over, I've already gone to get that website and it just reroutes <laughs> there. Uh yeah, so let's uh let's just let's just go. Let's just let's, let's just start. Let's just let's just start doing the episode. Uh this is our return of Carlo episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here with return guest and friend Carlo all the way in Denver. Thanks so much for wanting to hang out with us again. <laughs> of course. I feel honored to be a return guest. We I guess earned I hold it. some weight on this show. <laughs> yeah. We we apparently did well enough the first time that you wanted to come back. Had a good time. I, I remember it going by really fast, so that's a good thing. We you know, we vibe and and sometimes the interviews just it's like, oh, I can't believe an hour went by. We're just having a good time, you know? We don't, don't even think about the, the audience. We're just like, no, we're just here, you know? I'll make this really awkward and just not say anything. Oh, no. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> the perfect hour. conversation. The, the short answer, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, no, maybe's. Uh, yeah, I do think that that song is good. I was like, oh, okay. All right, well, uh... <laughs> And then uh, about that. For anybody who may have missed your your first episode and and isn't gonna go back and listen through the lore, which you should get to know the emo social lore, get to know the car lore. See, Brian was yelling at me all weekend about uh-huh. lore, but here we are. Okay, but <laughs> Lizzie was describing uh, being like somebody's brother as lore. And yeah, because like, I had to go no, through the your entire family thing isn't of lore. it. That's that's your tree. It's like that's you lore. don't look at Game of Thrones lore and be like, oh, well, this character is that character's brother, and it's like, oh, that must be the lore. No, it's the story. It's the, it's the, tale. the tale. Yeah, it's the the lineage. Yeah, it's the lineage, <laughs> Lizzie. 
Lini, no, nope, no, Carlor uh, no. will be the only, uh, <laughs> oh, the no. only use of a pun. I'll be the only pun of today. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, why don't you plus five points though? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, why don't you reintroduce yourself to uh, to our audience and let them know who you are? Hello, world. My name is Carlo. Uh, I'm a musician currently living in Denver, but Chicago will always be home. Um, if you guys caught the last episode, we were talking all about Chicago, my previous release, Kiss the Concrete. Um, and we're here today, I think, to talk about my new single I have releasing this Saturday. Um, and like Brian said, some more some more shit. Yeah. Um, but mainly, yeah, uh, I have a brand new single dropping this Saturday, um, as well as a music video. Uh, it's all about mental health and just kind of navigating cruel, ugly world that and kind of have to navigate through but with that being said. So I guess we'll kind of unpack a little bit about that today and give you a little backstory with my own personal firsthand experience with my struggles with mental health. Um, but, you know, today is kind of an important conversation, I think, that we're having because there are a lot of other people who struggle with similar situations or mental health as a whole. Um, so I think that by having this type of dialogue, it's really important to kind of break down those stigmas in space where people feel comfortable discussing what they're going through. Thanks for tapping in. I promise it won't be too sad for anyone. <laughs> Listen, that's a part of the entire brand, it's, partially. Yeah, it's the yeah, brand. for sure. I mean, it, with with a title, like, if you won't push me off the sledge, I'll probably jump anyways as your new uh, single. I, nice and I long, feel, just yeah, like the early perfect. 2000s exactly. pop punk. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tapping on just old uh yeah just kind of old trends you know mm-hmm. like one of the things that i loved about you know, the pop punk scene growing up was you know bands would put out these songs with like it, it was like a full fucking chapter just yeah. to read the title i thought it was hilarious so i thought you know with the kind of comeback of pop punk and seeing that push um with what's going on right now it's kind of a good opportunity to capitalize Bring it back a little bit. I know a lot of Midwest emo bands, that's kind of, they've kept that alive. Um, <laughs> but kind of bringing it back to, you know, just what I've been doing. Um, I feel like it was very fitting for single release. That title kind of encompasses the overall kind of aspect of depression and, again, what I had to go through. So feeling like you want to jump off of a ledge and, so I felt. If anyone feels the same way, this one's for you. It's been uh, it's been the year for it, I guess. It's been the couple of years for it. Um, do you do you want to go into it, or or I mean, I don't want to go too uh, too deep if you don't want to go too yeah, deep. Yeah, for sure. Feel... We can we can cut all the way to the bone, my friend. You know what? Let's get <laughs> just, all. Let's just get, get deep. right let's... into it. Just get into the meat. Let's bits. swim to the bottom. You know. All right. Pool, Everyone's pool. got tissues ready. Yeah. We, we all get have your... our tissues and our <laughs> our water bottles. Yeah. Trigger warning. Cool. No. Yeah, tr- trigger warning. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, I hope not. I hope yeah. not. I hope sadness. I don't trigger anyone during this podcast. Extreme <laughs> sadness on the emo social club today. <laughs> trigger warning. Um yeah, let's keep this let's keep this kind of not too long winded. Um but yeah, so for me, I grew up uh I was adopted from the Philippines when I was six months old. Um, and I was raised by a Italian Ukrainian family. Um, so uh, raised in a white family as an Asian guy. 
um, was kind of an interesting upbringing because I had to navigate my identity. Um, and that was kind of a crossroads for a good part of my formative years because I didn't really know like where I fit in, like socially, even though I kind of project with this white privilege, I, I don't look that on the surface, you know? Um, so that caused a lot of kind of emotional turmoil and kind of detachment uh, in my relationships. And I think that being a direct byproduct of being adopted um, only made kind of figuring out who I was that much more difficult. Um, so that was kind of the crux of where I kind of felt the disconnect from the world around me and trying to figure out who I was with my identity that it, it was so easy to fall victim into like depression and anxiety and that came on so so quick when i was a teenager um that you know up until kind of like my mid-20s my depression was just a constant battle you know and i'm somebody who <clears throat> excuse me um i'm somebody who i'm really good at putting on a happy face for others I'm one of those people who I can project that I'm really happy and on the inside I'm fucking dying, you know? Um, so this kind of identity crisis that I had to experience in my early teenage years up until my mid-20s, um, it was just something that was very difficult. And at one point I was having suicidal thoughts. Um, and luckily I had a support system in my family and my friends where I was able to seek out professional help. We've gone through like six, seven different therapists, um, to try and get my head right, get my head in the right space that I needed to be, uh, moving forward. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the short of the long of it, I guess. Um, it's, it's, it's very rooted in my own personal identity and kind of that, journey of trying to figure out like who the fuck am i um, so i definitely feel uh, too that um because you are somebody who is like adopted that's like not a story that we hear very much told especially like in our subculture because you have all these different areas but then you kind of have this other area it's like yes i was adopted and i have you know thankfully you do have like a very supporting family but it's like, oh, there's a lot of other things that like come into the circle when it comes to you like finding yourself. And even so, like I randomly get on like tic like TikToks that talk about like adoption, and I don't know why because I'm not adopted. But it's like all these different things that like go down like the lists of what people who are adopted and who are also like interracially adopted like have to go through. And it seems like incredibly, mm. like it's there's certain things like if you aren't it, you can't absolutely begin to fathom or understand it you can only have an outsider perspective and that's something that i can definitely be like i get it i understand it and i can research and observe it but i could never understand like that feeling specifically mm -hmm. and that's kind of you know where i would love to be an ally to somebody who can't imagine walking into those shoes and say hey look this is my story to kind of help you understand a little bit more since you know you might be able to see both sides of the fence like i would love to be that person to kind of share my story to help you understand that not only am i in this niche of the alternative kind of emo pop punk community but like i've had to deal with my own personal identity identity and finding my person on top of that so not only do i feel like an outcast to begin with but i have to 
find my footing before I can even stand on any ground. So uh, I think it touches on a few different spaces other than rather than it being, oh, just having to navigate through the fact that I am adopted. Um, but on top of that, you know, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it was difficult to try and figure that all out. And I think that's something that I'll carry with myself my entire life is, you know, trying to keep figuring that out because I think it does adapt and change as I do get older. Yeah, I mean, our, our alternative scene is frighteningly white and I'm not doing anything to help it, but it's, uh, it's nice that like there is more of this diversity in, in both, you know, having more people of, of different genders and people of color and, and just different backgrounds and different experiences, just being able to make music because there are like, there are a lot of people who are more upset than just like, my, my parents didn't give me the PlayStation. So I, I'm really excited <laughs> now. And, High school was really tough. It's like, dude, I'm fucking 35 and like, I'm still feeling <laughs> shit, you know, it's, uh, but you're allowed to. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's making it's cool. it like, we all have, we all have an experience in many different ways. It will, uh, uh, it will, it will be shared with somebody. Like there's somebody out there who feels similar or, or relates to your experience. And it's like, yeah, we, we need that diversity of different, people's experiences so that we know that like you know i mean gerard way doesn't have all of my you know my feelings wrapped up in all of his music you know i need somebody else i need something else there to go yeah man when you said that i i, I felt that i think it's cool to see the the genre diversifying while we're on the topic of like always shout out the boys action adventure mm -hmm. those are the homies forever and always but like since you guys are on TikTok, seeing a band like Magnolia Park blow up on the platform, like that's fucking awesome. That's mm -hmm. really cool that we're seeing representation. Um, but to kind of backtrack on what you said, it's also not your fault. Don't blame yourself for feeling like, hey, I'm white in a predominantly white scene and a genre. That's cool. That's also totally fine for the same reason why we also need to diversify. So. I've also heard that a lot too, where it's like, oh, well, I am this cisgendered white male, and you know, there is kind of a little bit of guilt in saying <laughs> that with the way that you say it, but it's like, but that's who you fucking are, you know? So oh, yeah. there's no. Yeah, no, I, I, and I have the normal amount of white guilt, and I believe the that normal. I, <laughs> I should go through life with that, and it makes me more humble and understanding it's like nah just you know that's you be that and it's yeah. Like, yeah yeah all right uh i could be that and understanding like we're i i'm closer to people who don't look like me than i am to a lot of people that do look like me or have similar experiences with people who are from different backgrounds than me than you know all the people that like i would have grown up with or live in the same communities with or that it's like, eh, like not quite this, you know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to branch out and learn about other experiences and, and everybody else is like, I just don't ever want to leave my town. <laughs> it's like, all right, pop punk. <laughs> I'm more emo. Yeah, They're pop more punk pop punk. Yeah. You know? We're different. <laughs> We're different. We are not the same. Dude, pop punk kids, they want to get out of their hometown. The mm -hmm. emo kids are just sad in their home. 
Yeah, yeah, they're saying because yeah. they can't Wherever leave. I am, just the definitive the change, right? <laughs> That's the difference between a pop punk kid and an emo kid. Yeah, we are not the same. <laughs> no, but then you have the pop punk visible. kids who's like, I hate my town, and then they come back and they move back to the town. They're like, I guess it's okay, and it's like, and then they marry marry a girl there, have a bunch of kids, buy a house, die there. That's all that. This economy. That's all that soupy ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look. The older I get, the more I'm just like, now hold on. May not be the worst idea. Oh, no. <laughs> Houses are cheaper in the suburbs. Uh, get a lawn. Have a yard. Get a whole lawn. Yeah. Lawn work? I, I, I'll chime in and say I miss having a lawn. <laughs> I, miss, I miss mowing my lawn. That was one of my favorite things growing up. That's a real strong statement to say. It's a very dead. It's a very dead. Did you have the Nikes ready to go? My dad had three by our sliding glass door. I swear to God. (laughs) I swear. And it wasn't the Nikes. It's the all white New Balance. Yeah. I was gonna say it's gotta be all white New Balance. Why? Why do you wear white New Balance to go? Cut the grass grass. to just get him green. Is it just so you see that like you've done something today? It's like my my shoes look like this so that your lawn can look like this. Oh my god! (laughs) It's the dad equivalent to my hands look like this to her neck. And I'm like, why? You could buy green shoes. You could buy black shoes. You could buy like he's going for practicality. What's comfy on his feet? Uh, No, this is going because they're like fifty bucks at Payless. Payless. My mom can get him multiple. Pairs that she knows that he's gonna go through. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane that it was like, no, it's white New Balance. Like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I told you it wasn't gonna be all sad today. Yeah. So there's some. Now I know when both of you guys move into a place with a lawn, that is going to be both of your presents are white New Balances. I feel like. I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. I almost. I. I. I shit you not. I almost bought a pair like a year ago. Just to, just have, to just feel to have. something. Yeah. Just I don't know. With the the rise of like dad shoes that mm-hmm. happened, I feel like a few years ago, like that was about it. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? I got a pair of Crocs living in this in this pandemic. You know, more isolating. I I don't like going outside anyway, so it kind of works out. Uh, I still don't. Uh, but I bought a pair of Crocs, and I gotta say, like game-changing life-changing i have never felt so comfortable and everybody's like making fun of me for it and i'm like you guys sound like you are jealous and your feet hurt like just get over it buy some crocs have a good time so good buy dad shoes this is my ad for new balance listen they have dad shorts and dad pants for like women now and i look at them and i'm like these fit terribly (laughs) who wants these to make dad dad whatever yeah people want but the, but the dad yeah the dad uh i have very strong dad thanks so much dad jeans not mom jeans <laughs> I'm it's hoping dad jeans it. now mm-hmm. i feel like that's definitely already pop up somewhere dad jeans <laughs> dad jeans <laughs> looking for some new music the club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week Newly signed to Hopeless Records, Pink Ship drop their new single, Nothing In My Head. Oh, 
Mint Green drops their new album, All Girls Go to Heaven, and here's a song off of it, Ready. And post-punk screamo and emo blend together in Stay Inside's latest EP, Blight. And here's a song from there, Hollow. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. And I say this to you because it's just your name. And it's only one word. Gotta stop using these two word band names of just like double nouns. I have no idea what's going on and I can't tell them apart. What do you mean? Like mom just jeans. Just like double noun. Uh, oh. uh, well, just and we friends. are friends with the band Safe Face. So I'm not by any means talking shit about them because they are not like everybody else. But <laughs> mom jeans throws me off and so does origami angel and Gammy gang. It's oh, like, but they're, but they're, they're so, so good. good. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm so not commenting so about their music. I'm almost exclusively <laughs> commenting about their name. It, I'm it's like, literally... you went to the Wonder Year show, didn't you? Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I yeah. went to the one in Denver. We also so went to their because Safe Face and Origami Angel were on tour with Mom Jeans separately. So we, we like saw the one. basically same lineup twice. And I was like, I almost eh. I almost died going to that show because Denver it decided to dump like 14 oh inches the Hell night yeah. of that show. Hell yeah. And I think I paid like $35 for an Uber just to get like the venue was like a, maybe 2 miles mm-hmm. away from my house here and it, it was, yeah, I paid up the shitter to take a car to the show, and I almost died on the way there. Uh, <laughs> was it a good show? So, sadly, <laughs> I, I only got there for the Wonder Years, because yeah. I got, like, stupid high before the show and realized <laughs> that, like, if I don't leave now, I'm not going to make this show. Um, so, sadly, I did miss Origami Angel and Safe Face, mm-hmm. which I wanted to see both of them. But, no, I did catch the Wonder Years set. Yeah, great tour. I'm glad they did that. That night, Nina, back more Nina had me going down to Cobra Lounge because um, I left early because I wanted to see the openers mainly, and then I saw bearings in between you and me, and then ended up at uh, Nina's and Alex's DJ set House of Blues. It was a very chaotic <laughs> and great night. <laughs> you live life Three on gigs one bit. night. Let's go. Let's do it She's again. In the chat, like what I do? Oh, what I do? No, it was just that. It was just a great. It was a really chaotic night. Just had a great time. Because I got yeah. in there and I started crowd surfing, and then people didn't know how to hold people up. And then between you and me's tour manager saved me from being yeeted into the speakers. <laughs> That's good. I was like, thank you, my guy. Being yeeted into the speakers doesn't sound very no. fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a show. You gotta do what yeah. you gotta do. I've been in a knocked loose pit. Being yeeted into the speakers isn't. <laughs> terrifying Ooh. yeah i feel like a knock loose I, pit in general is terrifying as good as they are i feel like it's terrifying i haven't been in one since like 2015 2015 <laughs> i'm just getting too old the bones yeah. hurt i've been staying safe <laughs> the bones are hurting the morning <laughs> after i'm good when people tell yeah, you to you stay safe know. they mean don't go in a knock loose pit 
Yeah. If you want to know what a real body hangover feels like, go to into a knock loose pit and then don't take any Advil before you go to sleep. You'll wake <laughs> up and that's what it feels like. I don't want that at all. No, that sounds <laughs> exactly. Mm. I don't know. I'd rather not. No, I feel like I get a uh, like my body hangover happens if when I am in any pit and I immediately eat shit in the pit and then that's it. It's like, yeah, I know I'm gonna hurt tomorrow morning. I just stay away from them. Just stay home, man. Or just stay in the back. Only go to Carlos shows. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm trying to. So that's a, that's a fun update. We can segue on that. But yeah. hopefully we'll uh, start to gig out uh, soon. I've been putting together a live band the last few months um, out here with some really, really uh, talented guys. So hopefully you can see some, some shows. We can hit the road and maybe play a show in Chicago within the next few months. Um, yes. But. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, which I'm really stoked about. And hopefully, I mean, I've stepped on stage since 2020, I think, like February, and then everyone yeah. shut down, and I have not played a show since. And I'm starting to go stir crazy a little bit, but you know, that's what COVID does to you. Yep. If you could rate the the body hangover or as i've heard it called the bangover if you could rate the bangover, <laughs> bangover. from a carlo show <laughs> what what how would you rate the bangover after a carlo show like for someone in the audience or for myself personally you know i, I assume that if your bangover was really bad then theirs would be too like i i, I kind of rate so. it like a bit, bit of both you know <laughs> Well, uh, we haven't really played a show with any of the material that I've released within the last year. Um, so I think that it's kind of like a NA, not applicable okay. for the bang over at the moment. Um, I, I would hope it would be high. <laughs> um, I hope you would come to my show and, you know, maybe mosh a little bit or jump off the stage, um, do a little stage diving, but... You know, only time will tell. I, I'm going to say hi, 10 out of 10 if possible. 12 out of 10. <laughs> 12, Beware. A 12 out of 10. A 12 out of 10. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited, though. we got a, maybe a couple of potential shows. I'll keep it mum. Mum is the word uh, for the time being, but small that tease. is on the horizon. Tiny, tiny tease. 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 Yeah. Just a tip. Just a <laughs> tip. <laughs> just the tip just the tip oh tease God. nina's having a moment in the chat describing uh is if she? bang over is oh, appropriate or not that. and now it's just like eh, it's just the tip it's like you know what it's fine yeah it's fine if you're having a good time at a show it's it, is it's, that is that like a shirt consent. or a pin we'll have to make this is bang over along yeah. with bangers only oh my god i think bang over is a great word and i'm <laughs> kind of sad that i just kind of put that together tonight with you. So I'm gonna start using everything's that. got a bang yeah. over shirts, Nina. Bang over yeah. shirts, yeah. It's because it can be applied to a one night stand. It can mm -hmm. be applied to a great night with your lover, but it can also apply to an awesome show where you yeah. just and just being up. really yeah. old and tired. And no know? one would ever know. If word. anything, the general yeah. public be like, Oh, that person, they're a player. They know what they're doing. It's like, no, I just got beaten the fuck up last night in this pit. And they're going to be like, no, I know what really you bad are. Oh, is that a show? <laughs> oh, dude. Um, it also, to me, it just sounds like a, a breakfast food of like sausages. <laughs> and it's like when you're 
when you're like hung over and you just want to eat like, you know, like a, like a massive breakfast platter from like a Denny's or something. And you're like, I'll get the bang over. And it's like, you know, eggs and sausage and a couple of pieces of toast. I think it's that in my old age, I'm also, too. yeah. <laughs> like now in my old age, I'm more like, yo, like show mosh pit. That sounds fun. But like, if you ever had like a good breakfast, Dude. You're kind of like the Dude. the Denny's like the silver sneaker menu now. Dude. I don't go to Denny's. Yeah, I would just put it out there. Yeah, no. I'm I'm going to IHOP. IHOP's better. Okay. Denny's. IHOP is king. Yeah, I'm a IHOP man. Yeah, food's better. I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, they each their own though. So if you're watching and you like Denny's, like what you like yeah not for carlo not you can still go but catch carlo at the ihop at the young IHOP. yeah catch me at that ihop crlo <laughs> nina says waffle house i've been there before she house. says waffle house yeah <laughs> i i do think that it's about availability if you're a touring artist yeah. or somebody that goes on tours yeah. like it's definitely availability and waffle house is one of those things where it's like you're very available Yes. And let's go to Waffle House. Well, it's because they're open 24-7. They never close. Like and it's guaranteed house. that you're going to have a, an interesting time. So, Yeah. You're, you'll probably <laughs> see one or two fights. <clears throat> if you're of color like I am, be prepared for someone to possibly say some racist shit to you. <laughs> <laughs> or just ask, like, very pointed questions where you're like, I just... One coffee. And you can just come out. And it's say like at this it, point, guess, you can at just. This point, you'd be like, "Is this yeah. a?" It's like one that TikTok sounds like. I'd rather you just call me a slur, and it's just like, yeah. You know what? <laughs> this, why are we being around the bush? Let's just fight. <laughs> Ain't that true? Say it how it is. <laughs> are we both mad at people for saying the quiet part out loud, and then also asking them to say the quiet part out loud so we really can beat them it com- up? it comes to the point yeah. where. You just shouldn't be saying or thinking it. Otherwise, you're just going to have a bad time with the outcome, the consequence. (laughs) Yep. Social conditioning. If you punch somebody in a Waffle House, they'll check you Yeah, exactly. Like, just don't be racist. Just don't be racist. Literally, and you won't have to get fought. (laughs) Yeah. If you catch any of us at a Waffle House, we are ready to fight you. If you say something out of turn, we will. Yeah. We will. You uh, talk out of pocket. I'm about to lace up my dad new balance. Oh my god, yeah, bro. dude! Let's go. The dad new balances dad. with the matching new leopard print pants. Yeah. You like? Do you guys like these pants? My girlfriend bought them. Those are cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, no, they're tight. A little break them out. A little sneak preview. Oh. I'm actually. Uh, I'm flying out on Thursday. I'm headed out to LA. Uh, quick plug: shooting a new music video coming out. Also, TBA. Uh, um, for another song, but uh, you will see these making cameo. So here's your here's your sneak there preview. There we go. Mm. <laughs> don't not don't break don't anything. break anything for fashion. Uh, speaking of music video, you do have one coming out uh, yeah. this weekend as well. Uh, do you want to talk? Uh, it's for the single, but do you want to talk a little bit about that as mm-hmm. as a tease as well? Of course, I would love to. Um, so in this video, uh, not to give too much away, um, but again, to kind of coincide with the whole mental health uh, thing, uh, it's, how do I do this without not giving it away for the <laughs> yeah, narrative? No, uh, uh, no Marvel movie long, spoilers. Yeah, long, long story short, uh, you're going to see me attempt 
to visually capture an overdose um, throughout the narrative in the music video. Um, one of the things that I kind of struggled with with my mental health was substance abuse. Um, it, it was a big kind of obstacle that I was able to overcome. Um, it was kind of my coping mechanism. I know that people who do struggle with uh, mental health uh, have all different types of coping mechanisms, but substance abuse was definitely mine. Uh, and I can victoriously say that I have overcome that now at 27. Um, but yeah, the music video is going to be super. It, it, I just got the second to final cut. We're kind of doing it on uh, <laughs> a short time frame. <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be up in time, I promise. Uh, my editor is currently on tour while he's doing this. So shout out Lars for doing this on the road. Big love. Um, but yeah, he, it, it's kind of a cool music video in the sense that he made it look really sweet. Made me look like a rock star. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's kind of shows me overdosing cause that was my way of kind of seeking escape and seeking it out. Um, as heard in the lyrics as well. I don't know if you guys got the private link yes. uh, to the, mm. the single. Um, but yeah, just kind of that, that was my way of getting out of what I was going through. Um, and I was a very, very stubborn person and also a very, I sought oblivion and I didn't really give a fuck what anyone tried to tell me to help. And it was, yeah, I, I didn't care if I overdosed. I didn't care if I lived. I didn't care if I died. Um, and for anyone who feels like they're in that place where they do seek oblivion like I did, um, just know that it does get better. And that's kind of the high point at the end of the video that you're going to kind of see is that this is a fight worth fighting for and you can get through it and it does sound cliche but it will get better only if you believe that it will get better um and it's really hard to kind of find that needle in the haystack when your, your head's just not in it um so kind of listen and take some advice from the people who are trying to help you because i was at a point where it was i was drinking a bottle of whiskey and doing Xanax trying to just numb everything that was that I was trying to feel and then not feel at the same time um so kind of going through the ringer myself again this video as you do watch it just realize that um actually not to sidetrack but I actually got yelled at by my mom um when I pitched her the concept, she's like, oh, what, like, what's the music video about? I was like, well, it's not going to be something that you're probably into. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, she brought up the point of why would you want to visually convey an overdose to somebody who is in the same place as you um, if they also are abusing drugs and alcohol? And I, my response to that, and she had a good point, um, but my response to that was, you know, I, as an artist, if I'm going to use my voice and my artistic passion to say something and have a message behind my brand, I'm not going to tiptoe around what needs to be spoken about. I'm not going to tiptoe around, you know, the struggles and the addiction that I went through, you know, because for me personally, if I had kind of had someone who had that same message that I could read, uh, I feel like that would 
have given me a little bit of that solace to say, like, I see you're going through the same shit. I feel that. Like, you know, just having that relatable aspect to it. Um, but yeah, with my music video, it's like, listen, I don't want to shy away from any of that because that is what I went through, you know? Like, that is real life. And if you feel that kind of way, like, this is for you. you know? So trying to speak truths instead of sugarcoating or keeping it light to for the sake of it. You know what I mean? Do you mm. also feel that in a way, if you show, like, the reality as much as you can in a music video with this reality factor of what can happen if you are abusing these substances so much like this will eventually happen now i know we don't want to do like scare tactics towards people but would that also yeah. be pop like possibly something that you considered or thought of while in this process of decision making mm -hmm. yeah definitely i think that you know as i was kind of writing the treatment and coming up with the concept like how realistic and how honest can i be without going too far you know um, so that was a, a fine line that I was trying to walk to is, you know, I don't want to push the envelope too far. And obviously scare tactics are not always necessary or beneficial for that matter. Um, but again, I'm not going to shy away from what I had to live. I'm not going to pretend I wore a different pair of shoes or walked a different path and, you know, I am me and I'm going to present that. And like I told you, like I'm an open book and I'm more than happy to share my story. But when it comes down to the decision-making of you know, how far can I push this? I want to keep it as true to me and my experiences as possible. Yeah. And like we're saying too, is like, if there is somebody out there who like for me, and I, I kind of realized this um, more, more recently of just like, you know, when you when you kind of grow up and you see these ugly things and like the ugly side of these things, sometimes it like pushes you away. Like I personally have never done anything besides drink currently having a beer. Cheers. But uh, <laughs> like it's it's like uh, I even pushed that away because I was like, yeah, I just see the ugliness of it. Uh, you know, addiction, uh, uh, alcoholics in my family and like all that. And you're like, yeah, I need to see the ugliness to go. I don't want that. And if you can see like, oh, well, I'm not like that. And then you turn around and look at yourself and you're like, oh, shit, I am like that. And you can you can relate to what you're seeing on screen. I do think that helps to to kind of break the 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 whatever it is, break the veil, pierce the veil. No, break. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It'll uh, it'll it'll He's break down that today, wall. Huh? Look, it's too. It's, <laughs> He's got puns for days. Have you talked to other about. people today, Brian? <laughs> um, have you had human interaction yet today? No. That's why it's all here right now. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. No. I've been. It's I've been all saving coming it out. Up. Yeah. I got it all for tonight. Uh. No. I, I. I think it's like this. This. Like watching back through like a lot of like emo music videos and stuff. It's like. Well, you're like kind of like putting some hard stuff on the screen right now, but it's like, well, if that's what I grew up with, like that helps to show you like what like the used went through, what Burt McCracken went through with his addictions. Mm -hmm. And it's like I, I can see how he is putting it into art and I can see how it affected him and I can, you know, internalize that struggle and say, I'm not I, I don't want to be that way. And if you're already in it, you can go, oh, I need to. Uh, I need to, you know, seek some support in that way. 
Yeah, I mean, if I can, with this video, kind of provide that mirror for someone to look into and say, whoa, this is kind of like a reality check for me, um, then, I mean, by all means, I feel like that's a job well done. But, you know, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to normalize or glamorize substance abuse as a way to say, you know, I'm feeling fucking depressed today. Let me seek an escape by doing x y and z or you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. I, I want like you said and beautifully put but if this is an opportunity for someone to recognize their behaviors and their actions to better themselves down the line then i think that's an awesome byproduct of having that visual of a music video because again i want to keep it as real as possible i want to kind of show what reality can be if you let it get to that point um and by no means would i ever want someone else to have to experience what i had to experience so this is my way of kind of putting out like don't walk the same path that i not great luckily i kind of came out on top but here's what it could be (laughs) if you let it get that bad so Mm. A much more effective version of Dare in the year 2022. (laughs) Beyond Scared Straight Emo Edition. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (sighs) My brain immediately went to Dare is four letters. Carlo is four letters. You got to stop doing that. Got to stop letting my brain run to that, you know? Oh, you just came up with a great merch. <laughs> I sure did. We're I gonna, sure did. We're gonna table oh, that. Better do it. Home. Write it down. Write it down. I don't want you to lose need, that. Yeah. It's keep it like, oh, dude, Carlo, but in the dare lo- dare font. That'd be so. No, good. now then you're you giving have, me some good marketing ideas. Man. Then you have to think Keep if em, you want to use em. the little lion guy, or if you're just gonna make it a leopard to go with the pants. <sighs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> interesting i don't know why every time we like have an interview and we're just sitting here it's like yo this would be a cool marketing idea and it's like (laughs) dude we're just we're just talking but all of a sudden we're like just popping off ideas that are like yeah no we got to do this 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 needs to happen as the artist i mean it's great this Mm -hmm. is a great workshop thank you guys for coming today yeah this has been a beautiful post uh post uh interview notes Mm -hmm. word document and all yeah yeah please send me a word document (laughs) With the with the whole rundown. Please don't send me a word document. Yeah, please don't send me a word document. Don't worry. It's only going up from here, brother. Oh, this is not fun anymore. as it goes down, pulling out the water. Oh no. We're back with another spicy takes. This time, it's a battle to the death with our friends. Okay, cool. A local indie emo Chicago band that we've had on the pod before, so we're stoked to have them back here doing some hot sauce challenges with us. As always, we're sponsored by our friend Soothsayer Hot Sauce. And you can get some of their hot sauces like the ones we featured here, like Decay, over on their site at SoothsayerHotSauce.com. To watch the full video, head on over to our YouTube. And while you're there, make sure to leave a comment. Let us know whose spicy takes you want to hear next. Rate us and subscribe. I guess just one more thing I want to add with that is I, I did find a very um, I was listening to this interview with Nothing Nowhere. Um, Joe, I don't know. His name is Can't Joe. ever say Joe from Nothing Nowhere. It's, it's Mr. Like, it's Nothing, Nothing Nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> it's, it's Mr. Nowhere. Mr. Nothing Nowhere. And, uh, Sir Nowhere. Sir Nowhere of, of the nothing. Uh, first of his name. I, I just found it really interesting when he was like, 
he, he basically was like, you know, substance abusing. And he's like, I just at a certain point said like, God damn, I just really want to stop feeling this way. And like, just had this moment of just like, I don't want to feel this anymore. Like, and I have to do something about it to stop feeling this way. And, uh, for him, it was like meditation and stuff. He was talking with Finn McKenty and they were having their discussion about it. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I downloaded Headspace and I'm like, yeah, all right. And then I went to therapy and, then, and I'm like, okay, no, I prefer this. It's all coming <laughs> together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yeah, when you are in those moments, it's like you kind of just need that thing to like shock your system and go, yeah, I just really don't like this. This sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's like, okay, now we can start start this healing process. I think that everyone who kind of struggles with any form of uh, mental health, uh, it just, for me, it, I just, like you said, I reached a point where I was sick of waking up and just feeling like shit day in, day out, and just faking being happy for other people because I didn't want the pity. I didn't want the empathy. I didn't want the, you know, oh, well, I didn't want all that. Um, so, you know, a big turning point was also ending a relationship that ran its course years before and was just getting played out. Um, so once that kind of ended, um, which kind of stems back to the whole adoption thing is that, you know, I experienced loss in my relationships very deep mm-hmm. because I never had a mother I was born directly into an orphanage. Um, I didn't breastfeed off uh, mom. And what I learned through therapy is that, you know, not all babies breastfeed, um, but just having that intimate touch between the birth mother and the baby, there's some kind of emotional connection that can occur. Mm. Um, So having the lack thereof, I think, carried and still carries into the relationships that I experienced today because I love so deep and I emotionally invest so much into the people that I choose to care about. Um, so ending that relationship and then feeling that loss on top of dealing with depression, suicidal thoughts, um, was kind of that rock bottom moment of, well, I've been battling these demons for years. I've had this back and forth game of ping pong between feeling moderately okay and wanting some kind of end so for me just ending that relationship and then realizing i want to win this fight and i want to get better it's kind of the turning point that I'll to get the help that i needed and then start growing past it learning the tools so i never had to go back mm-hmm. and that's a big part of what I also want to kind of push with my agenda is that, you know, it's one thing to fight and win the fight, but realize that you might get thrown back into it. You know, just because it's over doesn't mean that it's over. Mm-hmm. It might be over now, but it can come back and bite you in the ass. And there's been a couple times where, especially with COVID and everyone getting locked down, I know a ton of my fucking friends all of a sudden slipped into this COVID depression of, you know, I can't go anywhere. Everything's shut down. I can't see people. Like, and it gave everyone time to kind of realize, like, all right, what am I doing with my life? So it was also like the COVID depression on top of it. Yeah, it's a rough time. 
Yeah. I mean, like, going back to kind of, like, the attachment thing, it's, like, there is, like, psychological research of, like, the different attachment styles. So there's four. There's, like, authoritative, um, anxious, adaptive, and I forget what the other one was. But basically... I should know this. I was a psych major for one year. I almost got an accidental minor in psychology because I just kept taking classes because I thought they were fun. Um, (laughs) But when you have those things, and, you know, especially when you're, like, a baby, a whole-ass baby, and you're just kind of, like, shoved away for, like, six months until somebody does adopt you out, and then you have to, you know, even though people don't think, like, oh, you're a baby, like, you don't remember... There's so much more that goes into it in the way that you react in those moments to things. So it's like, you know, if you had to self-soothe yourself, um, which means like, you know, your parents didn't come or nobody came and like, you know, helped you calm down, you will take that into the rest of your life. And same thing with, well, if your parents were very flaky or avoidant in certain things, like they weren't always there for whatever reason, that carries on and which creates attachment style issues as well. So those things can come out, especially like when you work in therapy and you do all those things as well. It's like it's always going to be there because that is something that is inherently now like instilled into you. And it's very, very difficult to break those cycles because there are times you will kind of relapse into those phases just because it's ingrained mm-hmm. within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, again, hats off to mom and dad, but I, I was raised in a very supportive it was me, my mom, dad, and sister, and I was at every single game my sister was a cheerleader at, and they always came to whatever games I was playing or concerts that, you know. So I had a very, very supportive, loving, caring support system. But again, I think going back to the inception of when I was born in the Philippines, you know, the the few months that I might have not had that attention that can said – you you keep that with you, you know? Um, so as I've gotten older, it's something that I'm like hyper aware of uh, and have been able to navigate around that, knowing that that's something that I will always carry with. This has been the Emo Psychology Club. None of us are <laughs> certified psychologists. One you one know, of us I has a degree, that's Carlo. I have an undergrad. There we go, yeah. halfway there. In psychology. <laughs> I was a theater major anyway. Uh, I'm a mandatory <laughs> reporter, so I kind of know some things. I can't do that much for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. We put all three brains Mega together. Mega yeah. tertiary. Yeah. We'll be a doctor. One whole doctor. <laughs> together, we all have a doctorate. <laughs> we get our letters. Yeah. We'll yeah. All three coming coming together. <laughs> all powers combined. I can diagnose. Uh, Anyone. <laughs> fantastic. Um. Lizzie wrote a bunch of notes here. I'm going to read this uh, <laughs> because I'm I'm curious of how your opinions may have changed in the past uh, time since the last interview. Uh, Lizzie wrote that you've gotten more anti MGK recently. Woohoo! Let's get. I've been let's seeing get, your TikToks, which you have blown up on TikTok. So we also love to see that. We got, we got a little following. We got mm-hmm. a little following. Uh, no, it hit me. It hit me at the beginning of the year, though. That. Instagram is a dying platform and TikTok, if you are an artist or really just anybody who wants to share cool shit, like TikTok is the number one platform. No, nothing else stands up next to it right now. Um, but I was like, 
I'm an idiot. I can make some some videos. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started my TikTok up in like the end of February, I want to say, where I was like, let me actually try and like post some content. Um, and yeah, I I have no idea what happened, uh, but I got <laughs> yeah. I think I'm just shy of like twenty thousand followers right now. So if you're watching, please go follow me on TikTok at Carlo C R L O triple underscore. There's yeah. a plug. For there we that. go. Yes, um, please go follow. But yeah, back to the back to the MGK thing. All right, and I'm gonna keep this brief. <laughs> Make it spicy. But I was out. Yeah, I was out drinking Saturday night, and we we had this conversation with like, it was one guy who's toured in like like emo alternative bands and this my other friend and he plays like covers like at bars and stuff like that so he's not really in the scene so he doesn't really get it um so it was kind of like this educational conversation of why people don't like mgk um it's not that i i I respect what he's done and i think that he has revived pop punk to a certain degree for the mainstream People who would otherwise not listen to the genre are now listening to it. Super cool. Space where everyone should feel included. What I don't like about that is allowing people to wave the flag in our face that also called us the outcasts and also bullied us growing up because of the music that we listened to. Um, so he's also opened that gateway for the hypocrites to kind of wave the same flag when personally, I don't think that that should be allowed not to gatekeep because gatekeep it. Um, but you know, I've been listening to pop punk, like my first, the first two bands I ever listened to Metallica and good Charlotte. Like I listened to good Charlotte's record, like young and the hopeless came out when I was like seven and that's you know what kind of led me into the whole genre um but yeah i just after it takes to my downfall it just kind of just i don't know but that was just me it kind of came and went really fast and I, I i also just didn't like the whole genre hop and claiming to be like the pop punk pariah and trying to speak to all these kids when you were arguably a rapper your entire career. Now that you're genre hopping, you want to try to preach to the audience that really doesn't like you is where I'm coming from. So again, and I posted on the TikToks too, like what you like. If you listen to MGK and you fuck with his sound or you fuck with his image or his brand, by all means, who the fuck am I to tell you don't listen to him? So at the end of the day, I know it's not my cup of tea, but I respect what you've done for the industry and the genre. But I don't fuck with you. <laughs> oh, good. I think that's like a fair stance. I, it's very fair. Like, it's not a. It's not a. Like, there's a lot of gray area about liking MGK and being a pop punk or emo kid in 2022. Like, mm. it's not just like a. Uh, like no you can't like mgk or oh i i i love mgk and i i i think all the haters need to shut shut up it's like no you can like like i always say i love tickets to my downfall if anybody else is playing it i probably like it even more but the album is mm-hmm. good i enjoy the album i enjoy some of the songs off the new record but i've never enjoyed 
MGK. Yeah. MGK is yeah. just the 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 vessel that gets us there, the catalyst to making this pop punk thing. And he had the money and the energy behind him to to make it a bigger thing. And Travis Barker, of course. Uh, and the fact that it's like not black and white, I think, is where everybody like kind of gets into that 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 confusion. They're like, well. I love the idea that he could do this. And I love the idea that he got more people into this, but similar to you, like when I was in high school, I uh, started listening to the used and my chem. And then I had all the popular kids who never wanted anything to do with me. All of a sudden, like, mm -hmm. yo, uh, do you like this band fallout boy? And I'm like, no, Fuck I don't <laughs> fucking don't. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah. You found glory sucks too. All I like is my chem and the sad shit. Oh my god! Come at yeah. me, bro. Uh, which was a hundred percent something I said at that time. Uh, We've all said it, edgy, it, cringy it, things before in our youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, on this pod, I've th I think I've said like three or four. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I one hundred percent understand that because it's like you're not. I'm not trying to gatekeep. Like I want you to like what you like, but at the same time, oh. I'm seeing it from a different perspective than somebody who just got into pop punk through MGK through, you know, Jaden through these other artists that are doing the pop punk sound. Now it's like, yeah, there's, there's like this little, little bit of like hesitation to trust them hesitation of like, is this going to stick with you or is this a passing fad for you? Whereas it's been a lifestyle for me, my hands look like this so that your hands can look like this. Uh, um, it's, it um, all comes back with around. the MGK uh, nail polish that you have I, yeah which i have he does <laughs> did you did you buy it yeah i was I like sent you know it to what him. I it's said, being Look advertised to me whatever <laughs> yeah i i mean i can buy it anywhere i was just like whatever is it good I'll nail polish though or does it eat your nails because I, I feel it, like it works for me like i've bought a lot of cheap nail polish in my time and it's better than that because i don't okay. paint my nails all the time i was also like going through rounds of interviews for a job and and wasn't painting my nails just in case I had to be like on a That's call fair. and it's like, Hey, but now I'm like, yo, I got the job. I can paint my nails. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. like, yeah, I'm going to all my zoom calls with the painted nails, you know, now they, but, what are they going to do? Fire uh, me. They already hired Yeah. Me. Unfortunately I signed them contracts and didn't say anything about having my nails painted on zoom. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's funny that you bring that up though, because I mean, since the rebrand, I think like, I just got a fresh manicure Love today. It. Well, it looks very nice. I'm nice. I'm actually jealous. Yeah, um, <laughs> gotta paint my nails now. Uh, but like like the thing that I kind of took into account with after the rebrand of the last year was you know what like I, so I'm currently working full time in the service industry uh, again. Um, but before I left Chicago, I was still personal training on the side, and I wouldn't paint my nails because I didn't want to. Like, I'm working in high end gym and. Mm -hmm. It's not very common that you find a personal trainer who's also like an emo kid. Mm -hmm. um, so like I purposely wouldn't paint my nails. And then after I came back out here, uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just be me and be myself. And I still get weird looks from people when I'm in the restaurant because it's like a high-end like Japanese oh, house. Okay. Uh, it's like a sushi spot. Um, so like there are people who are like, that's kind of a strange look. And I look back at him and I go, yes, it is. Do you like it or no? Like, it's, it's not going anywhere. Like, this but is the like, real yeah. statement to make yeah. as I'm serving you your food. Yeah, you know what I mean? And at some point, like, I mean, I have tattoos and I, I look the way that I look. And at some point since I've moved out here, I just gave up on the fact of, I don't care what you think. Like, this is me. This is what I'm going to do. 
and if nail polish ruins your day that sucks like <laughs> yeah that sucks like for you. wow you that's, know, that's really that's, on them that's crazy that that's your, <laughs> that's, it's your problem not mine <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would get a lot of that shit. Wear your nail one. polish, Brian. I'm good. You I'm, wear that with I'm putting it on. I'm just being lazy. Uh, and more lazy sparkles? than concerned. I have a bunch of sparkles. Relax. No, I like only matte. I'm matte wow. uh matte colors on everything. Uh yep. which is another reason I got it because they had a like a, a you could get like three for a discount and I got a matte uh overcoat. So I was like, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be just fine. Just just fine. Uh I got like a lot of shit back in the day when it was like, you know, it was like EDM and shit and I'm still dressing and looking like an emo kid and no one knows what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm working at a store with a bunch of like older, richer people coming in and like, they would say like, yeah, I don't want to be helped by that guy. Like let anybody else in here help me, but I want to be helped by that guy. And like, I had no tattoos at the time. I think I only had one lip piercing left in and like, I'm like, I don't feel like I look that, odd i guess my hair was long but i'm like it's it i'm really glad that we just like got out of that whole phase where it's like tattoos make you like a weirdo or like i don't want to i don't want to work with that guy i don't want to talk to that guy like he's got tattoos he's gonna say something weird to me and make me feel uncomfortable and it's like your whole day is based on what like artwork i put on my skin it's kind of strange yeah it's like man i can't believe that guy wore that t-shirt fuck that guy (laughs) I, I trust someone who is tattooed or someone who is not. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm not tattooed. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we don't you don't have any tattoos? No, I have a no. severe fear of needles, and I also live at home with my, my parents who don't like tattoos. So it's a little bit like a respect thing, but also I'm terrified, and nah, I need to be physically it. restrained whenever I get shots or blood taken. Mm. <laughs> okay, no, this is sounding real <laughs> horror movie. That's fair. That's f- I don't like needles either. I, hate, I also hate getting tattooed. Yeah. It's the worst fucking people thing you are, can do. It's awesome. And I tell, I tell that to people all the time. They're like, well, you have a sleeve. Okay. And it's like, yeah. just because I have a sleeve doesn't mean that I can't not hate yeah, tattoos. Yeah, it's like, it doesn't mean that it tattooed. fucking hurts. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, That's why I went with American traditional, because you kind of get it like piece by piece. Because mm-hmm. I can only sit for like two, two and a half hours max. Yep. Like... I, I sit like a bitch, so if you're a tattoo artist and you're out there and this comes across your way. Maybe sorry. it's a challenge for them now. <laughs> They're going to be like, no, come to my chair. You won't be. And you're going to mm-hmm. be like, bet. Well, I'm trying to get my chest done when I get home from L.A., so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. It's like all the like, uh, like oh, I can definitely do that. And then you're there and you're like, what the fuck? Why did I do this? Yeah, why did I do it? Yeah. I didn't have to do this. Uh, we are almost at an hour, so I want to give you another chance here to drop again. drop them plugs. Uh, so fast, yeah. I know, I know. Look, when the vibes are on, the vibes are on, and we're not going to stop. Vibes it, you are know? on. Uh, Let them fly. Yeah, toss out uh, where everybody can listen to the song. Which by the time this is a podcast available on the podcasting apps, it will be available. So, where can they listen to it right now? Uh, the song. Yeah. And the music video. And the so, video, I guess, too. And the video. Oh, here, here's my chance. I'm biffing it. Um, cool. <laughs> we'll edit around. If you won't push me off this ledge, <laughs> I'll probably jump anyways. We'll be dropping uh, this Saturday, May 28th, um, on all streaming platforms that I am currently aware of. Uh, I know they make new ones by the day, but Spotify, you know, that's the big guy. Apple Music, Amazon, SoundCloud, Deezer. I think title might be on there as well 
Um, but the music video will be dropping on my YouTube channel. All of my social links are going to be at CRLO with a triple underscore. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Zanga, MySpace. Fuck yeah. Christian Mingle. Okay. Yes. Um, all the, no. Farmers only? <laughs> but yeah, all my socials. Yeah, farmers only, blackpeoplemeet.com. Oh um, I think that my marketing agent's done a good job. Um, no, but yeah, CRLO on all of my platforms. Uh, check it out. Uh, music video and single will be dropping this Saturday, May 28th. Um, again, if you're going through any kind of mental health, depression, anxiety, whatever the case may be, just know that you are not alone. Um, you can win this fight and you will get through it. You heard it here. If you're listening, you got to get to 20,000 followers on TikTok and yeah, let's get the 20 K yeah. on TikTok. I'll say, you know, 20 K for the song too. 20 K for the song yeah. on Spotify. On, guys. Don't, don't 20 K for the views on YouTube. Let's just get 20 K's across the Tuesday. board. You know? Yeah. If we can get to 20k by Saturday, I'd be elated. Let's do it. 20k on everything. Just dropping 20k's across the board. Just use a yeah, GoFundMe 20k. Use TikTok stories. My next record. Say, yeah. Follow over 20k or you're a coward. <coughs> That'll get yeah. a follow. Yeah, 20k on TikTok. We'll be talking about dad shoes and pierce the veil and all that good stuff that we talked about. It'll be on yeah. the story for a recap so there's one thing to take away from this episode it's pierce the veil yes pierce the veil Dachies, pierce the veil and bangovers yeah and bangovers don't forget yeah. about okay. bangovers uh taking way too much stuff out of this episode so go listen to the song <laughs> go follow carlo on everything and uh you know i can't wait for when we have you on for the third time because just always a good time hanging out with you uh, likewise i'll see you guys in a year i think Maybe. <laughs> uh, we're booking it out now yeah we'll right now put schedule. it on the calendar yeah oh, that year mark yet or no <laughs> i don't know it, it might be a year i it's I think it's we all interviewed been... in like september yeah it's... september or like october of last year okay it's a flat sketch it's a yeah, flat we don't know anymore circle. it's fine time isn't real it's it's incorporated into our third it's dimensions fake. now yeah social construct <laughs> oh, like no. money or yeah. Money isn't real. Taxes aren't real. Neither is time. I always have to restrain myself. Age is real. Telling my students <laughs> that money isn't real. And I'm like, I'm about to piss off half of this class right now if I say that. <laughs> it's uh, make believe. We're going to move over to Twitch to talk about that. So if you're missing this on Twitch, you can't talk to us about how money isn't real and give us your thoughts on that. And how and age I don't is care real for anyway. Brian only. Yep. Well, okay. Well, I can't but, go for um, everybody. Also, like, I think that there's reasons that uh, anyway, we'll be over on Twitch <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, you should always join us there. But uh, again, Carlo, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, thank of you. Of course, of course. Thank you guys for having me again. And hopefully I might see you guys in for a round three. Yes. yes. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Remember, we are on a Spotify. We are on an Apple Music. You can rate us five stars either those places or share us share us to a friend you know what if you tell your besties tell tell your friends uh <laughs> that we are a pod and if you really like this tell them about carlo and tell them to listen to carlo his music's good so you're not gonna be disappointed no you're gonna have a good time either way like yeah. it would be kind of rude of you not to tell your friends yeah you'd be a honestly. bad friend that's what take. That's why Taking Back Sunday said it because they understood the power of social media <laughs> early on before it really even fully existed.
Yeah. Adam Lazar got it. We will be back next week with another episode. You can also hang out on our Twitch channel if you want to see us record these live. But until then, for the Emo Social Club, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Bye. Bye. Oh, no. He Mario. can't stop, won't stop. Oh, I did not Mario. like that. That's Toad's ah. voice. I don't like any of this. Mario. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't Thank you for checking out this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the main, more or less, but whatever.